What do snowmen eat for breakfast? They eat frosted flakes. <laughs> Welcome to Starting Sustainability, episode 58. I'm your host, Kaylin Chenoweth. Man, I have so much great and fascinating information for you guys today. We're going to settle the debate on whether a real or an artificial Christmas tree is better, sustainably speaking. Once the Christmas tree debate has been settled, we're going to discuss other tips to keep your Christmas environmentally friendly. And then finally, we're going to talk about gifts, homemade gifts, secondhand gifts, brand new gifts, sustainable gifts, your Christmas wish list, gifts to buy for other people, all of that. I asked Sustainer Nation what everyone is putting on their Christmas list this year. Here's some of the feedback. Amanda put bio zip bags on her list, something that is also on my list, also known as stasher bags or silicone storage bags, because I definitely don't have enough. The ones that I have I absolutely love and I use all the time. And the problem is I never have any when I need them because they're always in use. <laughs> so more have been added to my list. Tori is asking for sustainable clothing, like an organic cotton jumpsuit from Pact and a denim jacket made with less water and sustainable practices from Warp and Weft. Those are two companies I've never heard of, but they sound really awesome. Zoe put on her list that she wants an experience, like tickets to a show. She also has conscious step socks. They are ethically and sustainably made socks. Also reusable bags a plant-based cookbook, an excellent idea, high bar shampoo and conditioner bars, a Pella case for her phone. I have seen ads for that on Facebook. That is a biodegradable phone case. She also would like a birdhouse and a bee hotel for her backyard. Man, Zoe's got a lot of really good ideas. And the last one is floofy slippers. I've never heard of those before, but they are made from recycled faux fur. Those sound really comfy. Lorraine says she's doing a frugal Christmas this year due to limited income, and that's fine. I'm sure there are many, many other people in the same boat. She's going to focus on a feel-good factor for Christmas. She's knitted hats, mittens, and socks for presents, and she plans to enjoy her own delicious produce, I'm guessing from her garden, and to catch up on reading and chatting with friends via messenger. That sounds like a very low-stress, wonderful, relaxing Christmas. Great idea, Lorraine. And my husband has even picked out Dr. Squatch manly soap, shampoo, and conditioner bars for his Christmas list. This is a huge milestone for him to convert to bar soap. I've been struggling to convert him for such a long time. It's working, guys. It's working. I'm wearing off on him. <laughs> Let's take a quick moment and catch up with Kaylin. What's been going on this past week? My kids received a package of pre-loved books from their Nana this week, and they were absolutely thrilled. We opened the package and about 30 books flew out all over the entire living room. It just exploded like a confetti cake. And of course, we had to read all of them right then and there in one evening. Another thing, at work... 
they're going to throw away a stack of brown paper gift bags. So I rescued them and took them home. And then one evening, my toddler and I took ink and stamps and decorated the bags. And we're going to use these to wrap gifts this year. And this is part of our sustainable gift wrapping challenge that I have set up for our family. We will use them to wrap our gifts this year and then save them and reuse them again next year. Something else I did with my kiddos is I took green ink and got it all over their feet and then printed it on paper and I made little footprint gifts. So I made mistletoes with the little green footprints from Colt and put little berries and a bow on top. And then I made a Christmas tree with Corbin's feet. So I put the two, the right and the left foot right beside each other and turned it into a triangle shape and made a Christmas tree out of it. Anyways, it's hard to describe them, but they look really cute and they turned out really, really well. And those are going to be gifts for my parents and my in-laws as well. And then I went to Goodwill and got picture frames for them. All sustainable, all around. Homemade, pre-loved items, saved the gift wrap bag. Doing really good. Oh, and I'm so excited because I went grocery shopping and I saw the milk that comes in the glass bottle and it was marked down to $2, normally $4. It was marked down to $2 because it was going to expire in two days. And I thought, man, there's no way I can drink all of that milk in two days, but I can turn it into yogurt. And better yet, that glass bottle, it's a $2 deposit. When I return it, I'll get $2 back. So I'm going to pay $2, get the milk, turn it into yogurt, return the bottle, get $2 back. I just got free yogurt. Woo, woo. And the last thing I wanted to share, I'm so excited. (laughs) I finally, it took me a year and a half, finally started researching composting. And there's absolutely none in my area at all. There's no curbside pickup, no drop-off locations. I hesitate to start my own compost bin in the backyard because we have a really small backyard by a pond, meaning there's a lot of wildlife. I did, however, find a mulch and compost place about 30 minutes away. And I think that's the way to do it. Let somebody else do it. So I have acquired a five-gallon bucket, and I'm going to start adding my food scraps to it. I did learn fruits and vegetables, coffee, and tea only. No meat, no dairy, because then it gets really stinky and attracts a lot of pests. But my plan is to start adding the food scraps to the bucket and either when it's full or we're about to make a trip up that way, we're going to take it and deposit it for free. How cool is that? So yay, I can finally check that off of my list of things to figure out and do and accomplish. I feel like sharing another woo woo. (laughs) It's been a very productive week. You know what else you can compost? Christmas trees. Even if you don't have a composting facility near you, Look for a mulching yard or a landscape place. They'll probably be able to take your Christmas trees and mulch them back into the earth. At least call ahead first and make sure that they will do that. And if for some reason they don't, they're definitely going to be able to point you in the right direction of who can. And this question has come up many times. Which is better, a real Christmas tree or an artificial one? We're going to settle that right now. I found an article on popscience.com written by Erin Blakemore. So according to her, because she did all the research, I just want to give her credit. Real trees rack up an environmental toll because helicopters are used to lift them into trucks to be hauled. 79% of Christmas trees come from Oregon and Northern California. Others come from Michigan and Pennsylvania. If you are not from those states, then they are traveling very far to get to you. 
Now, each state does have their own form of pine trees, like you can find little farms here and there, but I'm talking about majority of the Christmas trees are coming from the four states that I listed. So if your tree is traveling to get to you, that's, you got to take into consideration the gas and carbon emissions from travel, also fertilizer and pesticides that are used to raise these trees. However, it is pretty cool to point out pest-resistant trees like the European species Nordman and Turkish firs are becoming increasingly popular because they hold up against fungi and bugs. Now, do these trees require a lot of water? The answer depends on where they are grown. In California, Christmas tree farmers use drip irrigation. The trees use more water than a vineyard, but less water than fruit trees and much less than almonds. Apparently almonds use a lot of water. I don't really know much about almonds, but that's what I'm taking away from this article. In Northern California, the farmers don't irrigate the trees. They do the first year of life, and then they basically let nature do the rest, which is very risky because dry weather can occasionally wipe out large numbers of trees, like all of the forest fires that have been going on for years. But the reason they do that is because the strategy conserves resources in the long run. And water is a very limited resource out in California. When it comes to artificial trees, 85% of those are made in China, which means they are traveling a very long distance to get here. They're made of plastic and metal and end up in the landfills. Also consider the average lifespan of an artificial tree is six years. That's not very long. The impacts of both vary depending on how far you travel to get your tree, whether you recycle or throw it in the trash, and if it's artificial, how long you use it for. It is absolutely possible to keep a fake tree in the family long enough that it becomes more environmentally friendly than the natural one in terms of resources used and greenhouse gases emitted. However, do consider a natural tree gives back. While growing for 10 years, it is cleaning the air of carbon dioxide. When done, it can be mulched and turned back into soil to help new plants grow. The only place artificial trees can go is in the trash. The greenest route for a natural tree is to go to the local farmer. Buy local, stay local. If you go to the artificial tree route, you're going to need to make about a 20-year commitment to reduce your environmental impact. So what did we decide? Real or artificial trees? Again, it depends on what your family needs are. If you can afford a real tree every year, great. However, real trees come with pine needles that fall and get stuck in the carpet. It comes with vines and bugs and fungi. You also have to water it because if you forget and it gets too dry, it can catch on fire from the lights hanging on it. And sap gets everywhere too. But you can compost it after Christmas and return it to the earth. Fake trees are nice because they can help you financially, and after Christmas, they are dirt cheap on clearance. If you have a pine allergy, then the fake tree is definitely great. You can reuse them year after year. Mama would leave her tree assembled and decorated and just move it down to the basement after Christmas. Then the next year, when it was Christmas time, she'd bring it back upstairs and put it in her living room. And that is much easier for an elderly lady than going out and getting a real tree, tying it up to the roof of your car, driving it back to the house, and then hauling it inside. However, Fake trees will eventually end up in the landfill and stay there for 500 plus years. So again, you gotta weigh out the pros and the cons to each side and figure out what is best for you. On a separate note, real or fake, cats love Christmas trees. Mine will eat the tree. They don't climb it, but they will sit underneath of it and eat the bottom branches. Now my tree is a fake tree, but it's one that my parents gave me, so it's been around for a while. 
If you're like me and you already have an artificial tree, then at this point, just keep using it as long as you possibly can. And when it starts looking pretty sad because your cats ate half of it, (laughs) then repurpose it as much as you possibly can. You can cut the branches and turn them into Christmas wreaths, or you can cut the branches and make pine bows for decoration, decorations inside or outside. Just keep utilizing it as much as possible. But basically, there are a lot of pros and cons to each side, and it's hard to say specifically real or fake. It's really up to you and your family needs. However, in doing this research, I learned a fun fact. The very first artificial Christmas tree was actually invented in 1930 by the Addis Brush Company, a company that made toilet brush bristles. And this is according to the National Christmas Tree Association. I didn't even know that that association existed, but that's but that is wonderful that it does. The company used the same machinery that it used to manufacture toilet brushes. It just dyed them green. (laughs) And that's the origin of the artificial Christmas tree. Tis the season for giving wonderful gifts to your loved ones, decking the halls with festive decorations, and cooking up large, elaborate meals to celebrate. But amid all of the holiday commotion, it's easy to forget about eco-friendly practices. Make your season a little greener and check out these tips that are great for the environment. If you've been stringing up the same lights in your house for years, you've probably noticed some bulbs have dimmed or even burnt out. In fact, it might be time to invest in some new lights to freshen up your decorations. If you want to make your decorations more eco-friendly, consider investing in LED lights. According to the U.S. Department of Energy, These types of bulbs use 75% less energy and can last 25 times longer. That means it's better for the environment and your budget, as you can go longer without needing to replace them. When it comes to decorations, if you already have some, keep them and reuse them. If you need some, then you have multiple choices here. You can get some secondhand, utilizing thrift stores, Facebook Marketplace, or neighbors. You can also make some. Once upon a time, I cut out a Christmas tree on green paper and taped it to the wall. That was really more for financial reasons, but I do still have that tree and it goes up every year to remind us of where we came from and to ground ourselves from going crazy during the Christmas season. Making decorations does not mean that you have to be the next Martha Stewart. There are hundreds of simple ideas using what you already have. Take ribbon and tie it around a picture hung on the wall. If you have a glass jar for candy, Tie a red ribbon around that and fill it with green and red M&Ms. Or even a fancy glass candy dish and put red and green ribbon candy on it. Or your own homemade candy if you have time to make some. Go outside and collect pine cones and pine bows. Pine bows are little small branches. And you can tie them together with twine, place them on top of the fireplace mantle, or as a centerpiece on your table. Ornaments don't have to be only on a tree. You can also use dry erase markers on your windows. Let the kids help too. This will entertain them as well during that Christmas holiday. You can even take an old sweater that doesn't fit or got a hole in it and turn it into a cover for your throw pillows. You can also cut out a big square of that sweater and just frame it and put that on the wall. A super easy one everybody can do from all ages is to take white paper and fold it up and then cut out snowflakes to hang around the house and on your windows. And when people send you Christmas cards, put them up on display. Put them on your mantle, windowsills, or hang a string like a banner across the room and then place the cards on it using clothespins. Like I said earlier, not all ornaments have to go on the trees. You can use candlestick holders and display round ornaments on top of the candlestick holder. 
also tree toppers like the stars that stand on their own, those can be placed on top of mantles and up on top of cabinets. And you can definitely collect those tree toppers from all over the place. (laughs) I was just at Goodwill. They're everywhere. There's plenty of them. I thought this idea was really cool. If you have the Scrabble board game, steal the little wooden letters out of that and the little holder that you put your letters in, and you can just spell out season's greetings and put that somewhere on display in your house. If you have a big, beautiful glass pitcher of water on your table, add in some cranberries. Give it that eye pop of color. And you can even use oven mitts as stockings. I'm totally going to do this because everybody gets a boatload of oven mitts every year for Christmas. I don't really understand why. I guess it's because it's Christmas cookie season, so they think you need a new oven mitt every single year. But at one point in time, I had seven oven mitts. I'm not that old. (laughs) I've donated most of them at this point. I think I'm just down to two. But when you get those oven mitts, you can keep them and then hang them up on your mantle instead of stockings. Use them as decoration. They're colorful. They're festive. Do you have a sled? Prop that sucker up in the corner of your porch and tie on some pine cones and pine bows to it. You can even hang a few ornaments on that too. There are thousands of very simple ideas that you can do to dress up your house and make it more festive using items that you already have. And it doesn't have to be a lot of items. It just has to be, I think to make a house really feel festive, you just need a couple of key areas. Mostly the areas that people see. Like you don't have to go crazy all in your bedrooms and bathrooms. You could do your front porch, your entranceway, the living room, the dining room, maybe a little bit in the kitchen. That's it. You only need a couple of areas and you'll get that very festive vibe. I've touched on it before. We're definitely going to touch on it again. How to wrap your gifts. Picking out festive wrapping paper each year is always a fun part of the holidays, but unfortunately most gift wrap cannot be recycled, especially if it has glitter or metallic foil or any other element often found on decorative paper, meaning it's going to end up in the landfill. The same typically goes for bows and ribbons that we use to adorn our gifts. If you're hoping to spruce up your gifts with wrapping this year, opt for a recyclable print, reuse old gift bags, or make your own using fabrics. If you don't have skills or time to sew, check out Starting Sustainability Facebook page where we have reusable cloth gift bags available for purchase. Other options are to wrap a gift using fabric or cloth and then use twine to tie it up. Or you can place a gift inside of a reusable container like a Christmas tin or a basket. And of course, my favorite thing of all, furoshiki! This is a Japanese style of gift wrapping. You wrap the gift with cloth and tie it in a way that the knots look like a pretty bow. Check out YouTube videos on furoshiki. They'll be much better at explaining it than I am. It is not that hard to adjust how you wrap a gift, but the impact is great. If every American family wrapped just three gifts in reused materials, it would save enough paper to cover 45,000 football fields. That's a lot. Do you plan on hosting a feast, big or small, to celebrate the season? Or maybe you've been commissioned to cook up a yummy side to bring along to a friend or family's holiday party? If you're doing any seasonal cooking this year, work some locally sourced or organic ingredients into your dish. Not only do these ingredients tend to be on the healthier and tastier side, but they often come with less harmful packaging and they're farmed and produced in a more eco-friendly environment. 
Refer back to episode 55, Eco-Friendly Feasting Thanksgiving, if you want to learn information on which holiday foods are healthier and which ones are better sustainability-wise. All right, Sustainer Nation, this is my challenge of the week for you. See how many local foods you can incorporate into your Christmas dinner this year. Now, the last big topic to cover for the holiday season is gifts. There are multiple ways to incorporate sustainability into the gifting and receiving practice. There are three main lists at Christmas time your own personal wish list, gifts you give to others like family and friends, and gifts for charity. Not all gifts are a physical present. There are so many alternatives. I'm going to do my best to lay out all of the different options that you have. Challenge yourself to not purchase any brand new gifts this year. It's a pandemic, jobs have been lost, incomes reduced, savings depleted. Homemade or secondhand gifts only. Or even better yet, non-material gifts which I've already failed at this. (laughs) To clarify, not me, my husband. We discussed gift ideas for our kids, and I was not clear that I only wanted secondhand, and he went on Amazon and bought them. And I'm grateful for his help, because last year, he got into trouble. He only bought gifts for me. Meanwhile, I picked out, created, purchased, orchestrated, coordinated, wrapped, and delivered gifts for him, our kid, his family members, my family members, and did all the work for the family Christmas cards, too. (laughs) So this year he is helping out more, which is what I asked for. So I'm going to say thank you and shut up. I'm going to work with him more next year on accomplishing our sustainability goals. Anyway, if you're further down the road in sustainability, then hopefully you'll be able to accept this challenge of nothing brand new. When it comes to homemade gift ideas, kids can make crafts, but so can adults. You can make crafts, also make cookies, paint pictures, paint ornaments. Figure out what you're great at. I'm great at (laughs) re-gifting. What are you good at? Sewing? Painting? Making a video? You could write a poem, sing a song, make food. Everybody has a skill. If you are an electrician, create a lamp out of a beautiful bottle, like an old Jack Daniels bottle. You can even make homemade beer, brew a batch as a gift. Teach someone how to do something. I love playing games. I can gift someone a game night. I host, they come over, I provide food and drink, comfy chairs, we play games. If they're going to stay the night, then I put a chocolate on their pillow. Other options, you could offer babysitting service as a gift so others can go out on a date night or stay at home for a date night. You can gift firewood for the fireplace or the next backyard campfire. Are you good at organizing or decluttering? I would love for someone to come to my house and organize a room. Or just tell me what decor to use and where to put it. I never know where to hang pictures. This is something I learned that my sister Michelle is great at. She knows how to pull a room together. She set up my nursery for Colt in one day. I had all this stuff, but I didn't know what to do with it. My point is, there are so many options. Just take the time to think about it and see what you come up with. And if you're stumped and feel like you don't have any skills to offer, ask someone you know what you're good at. A lot of times you're good at something, but you don't even realize it until someone points it out to you. Another option is secondhand or pre-loved items. Check out thrift stores, Craigslist, Facebook Marketplace, or your local neighborhood chat. There are so many items out there that work perfectly fine and just need a new home. Whenever my husband gets me an item secondhand, I have a moment where I'm extra proud of him and I find him extra sexy too. One year, our close friends April and Carol took old end tables and converted them into a cat hangout area. 
one of the coolest gifts I've ever received, and we still have it, and our cats still love it. Your third option is non-material items, gifts that aren't stuff. This list came from Eco with M and was shared to the Starting Sustainability Facebook group by Waste Not LLC. So the list is book and experience. Last year, I gifted axe throwing to two of my nephews. You could also buy a digital course in a subject that the person loves. Give them a gift of giving. Give them some money that they can either invest into a cause or a charity of their choice. Make them a voucher book. Pay for a month's worth of produce from a delivery box service. Like Imperfect Foods, promo code SS10. You could even write a list of short stories and experiences you've shared with that person. Or book a class together like yoga, dancing, cooking, forging. Forging class is a thing? I totally want that! Other ideas are permaculture class, pottery, painting, trapeze class. I've definitely taken trapeze class. The coolest. (laughs) So much fun. So, so much fun. Other non-material items include concert tickets or paying a bill for somebody. Mmm, I would love that gift. Some of you have heard these ideas and are thinking, great, this is awesome. And others have heard these ideas and thought, that's just not going to work in my family. And that's okay. Physical gifts, material items, stuff, and things, they're not bad. Even brand new, they're not bad. If you want to give or receive a physical gift, that's okay. Many people will still want to give you a physical item. They want to see you unwrap a gift and light up with excitement. Sometimes family and friends will view secondhand items as not as nice as brand new items. And because they love and care about you, they feel you deserve something brand new. That's their mentality and we're not going to be able to change their mentality. Not yet anyways. Let's work with them and do create a list of sustainable items that you would like. They're going to be buying you stuff. It might as well be stuff that you want and stuff that is sustainable. Sustainer Nation had a bunch of great suggestions earlier. Take note on sustainable items that you want to try but don't want to spend the money on. Now is the time to get those as gifts. Items include sustainable clothing, eco-friendly makeup, house plants, a bird feeder, kitchen items like silicone lids, glass Tupperware, a kitchen compost bucket, cloth napkins, a dehydrator for all your extra garden produce, a book on canning foods, bathroom products like shampoo and conditioner bars, a safety razor, cloth makeup removers, bar soap body wash, a lotion bar, handkerchiefs. The list is pretty long. I'm sure there is an item out there that you want to try that you can put on your list. I also want to bring up stockings and the concept of stocking stuffers. Did you know that there are people who buy stockings every year? They throw away the old ones. I still have mine from when I was a kid, and it is so cool to look at it now. I have so many memories with it. What can you put in these stockings? Well, in my family, we did oranges, nuts, Christmas cookies in a container. But you can also add on your own flair. You can find fair trade chocolate candies or homemade candy or candy from a local candy shop. And of course, little tiny, small, sustainable, eco-friendly gifts. Oh, I had one last thing that I wanted to share with you guys. I forgot to mention that my mom brought me tubs of my stuff from junior high and high school. In those tubs, I found an old Goofy pillow. Literally, it is Goofy from Disney. And that works out so well because Corbin is obsessed with Mickey Mouse. 
old stuffed animals, toys. These can become family heirlooms. It's cool because it used to be mommies or daddies or grandmas. And these toys, they're not going to go to the dump. They're going to be played with and live their best toy life. There's so many ways to gift others and to receive gifts that are all sustainable. You don't have to do everything that we talked about. Take a couple of new ideas and concepts that work for you and your family and your friends and incorporate those into your lives. Next week on the show, we're going to discuss last minute eco-friendly gift ideas for all of you procrastinators out there and what to do after Christmas and New Year's bucket list planning. Have a wonderful rest of your week and continue to stay sustainable. Bye.